shout out to Justin and Josh over at Market Views Consultant for sponsoring this episode. Market Views is going to be your go-to for everything stock related. Trust me, if you're a new investor and literally have no knowledge on stock investing, they can help you get started. Or even if you're an experienced investor who wants to reconstruct your portfolio or freshen up your investment strategies or just overall get some new ideas, then book a consultation with them. They're going to take care of you. They even help me and Xavier with our investment strategies. And as always, we've had a great experience working with them. So they got a couple of different packages to fit any investor's needs. So make sure you go to marketviewsconsultant.com and let them know the Millionaire Mindset podcast sent you. Turn me up some. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it. No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody vouching. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. To your bank account, need an accountant. I study millionaires cause I was born a visionary. You still believe in limitations, why you acting scary? You can't distract me from the paper I've been Chase of greatness. I'm stacking now and balling later. In the conversation, we strategizing, monetizing, piling up investments, and sacrificing temporary sh- for bigger blessings. Yeah, a tapped in boss mind state. I multiply my grind rate and I match the way I vibrate. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it. No, Deanna speak. That shit that everybody vouching. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. To your bank account, need an accountant. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. I'm your host, Xavier Miller. And today, my co-host, D, she won't be on today's show. She's she's uh, she's sick. She's not feeling too well. So I'm pretty sure she'll, she'll recover quickly. So she'll be back on the next episode. But today, we have another special guest. And his name is uh, Javon. Is, am I saying it right, Javon? Yeah, Javon. J- Javon yeah. Simon. And he's a realtor. He's an investor out of Tacoma, Washington. He's also a military vet, and we're ex- extremely excited to have him on the show. I got a phone call from my guy, uh, B. Brandon, who was on the 100th episode on a couple of days ago, and he was just telling me, he's like, yeah, I got a, I got a guy out here. He's killing it in real estate. I want y'all to have him on the show. And, and with certain people, you know, certain people, you just uh, trust their word. And Brandon, one of those people, when he told me, I'm like, it's no brain. Let's do it then. If you're telling me he a beast and he a good person, we're going to do it. No questions. So, yeah. We uh we got each other contacts and we set it up immediately and now he's here on the show so we excited to have you on bro welcome to the show thank you man I'm excited to have you or excited to be on and I've been following y'all for a minute so I appreciate it man thank you thank you man we really appreciate that man and, uh sh- and shout out to me again for the connection and just getting right yeah. into it for the people who are not familiar with you who may not have heard of you do you mind just giving a, a, a quick background on yourself. Yeah, yeah. So uh, my name is Javon. I'm from uh, Johnstown, Pennsylvania, born and raised. Um, <clears throat> I was recruited to, uh, I, I was, I played football in high school. So I got recruited to a lot of, a few schools. So I ended up going to uh, West Point, United States Military Academy. Um, and I played where well, I played, uh, I went to prep school first at West Point Prep School and then uh, played four years Division One football there. Um, and yeah, I commissioned as a lieutenant. 
uh, while I was there. I got towards the end of my time at West Point, got into real estate, uh, like in investing and stuff. And uh, I couldn't really do much because I didn't have no money and I didn't know where I was going to be stationed. So it took me some time before I could even uh, figure out what I was doing. So it just like forced me to really uh, just really hone in on on studying and learning about real estate. And so mm. once I once I finally came out here to Tacoma, I got stationed here. Um, like within the first two months, man, I just started getting active and got started and uh, got my license and best decision I ever made. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet, man. I believe. And uh, I want to take it back for a quick second. So, okay. Like, uh, what? How old were you joined the military? Uh, I mean, technically eighteen, because okay. right. But right, right. Uh, I commissioned as a second lieutenant whenever I was twenty-three. Or okay. 22, 22. Damn, I was... Yeah, I was 22. I was 23. Yeah, I had to think about it, bro. <laughs> I already know. I, I, I know how it goes. So, but what, like, okay, so what made you uh, originally, like, join the military? To be honest with you, uh, I mean, I had to come to realization, like, I wasn't going to the NFL <laughs> in high school. So uh, that was, like, you know, my thing is that I just there's a few things that happen, uh, and just circumstances that, you know, I just realized that my opportunities for recruiting were a little bit limited. I'm 5'10". I played quarterback in high school, but I really should have been like playing receiver and corner. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I had no film. So, uh, everybody that offered me was division one double a, and they were just kind of taking a, a gamble on me as an athlete really. And so, uh, West point, they offered me and, I just had to like really take a step back and take football out of the equation and just look at what's the best thing for my life. And when I, I just like did research on West Point grads and I was like, I don't know what it is about this school, but I'm looking at all these graduates and all these positions and there's just, you know, people in, in, in powerful positions, leadership positions um, that are extremely successful. And there's no other school that even stacks up to it. Like there were some good schools that I had, but nothing like West Point. And then I, the more research I did, I was like, man, this is a no brainer for my life, you know, let alone football. So. That's real, man. That's, that's, yeah. uh, cause I always, I always talk to people about the um, military and stuff like that. We gonna get into that. But so do you feel like, um, like I, and I always kind of wondered this since you actually played the sport, like in the military, like how similar or how different is that to actually being in and actually like playing the sport? Like what's the lifestyle like playing football for the army? Well, so it's not for the army and that's a misconception. Okay. Because okay. it, bro, it's college, it's college football, like division one football. So like, that's like, I mean, well, we played Stanford while I was there a few times. We played, I played Notre Dame my senior year. Mm. Uh, like I played against there's numbers there's a number of dudes in nfl like aaron jones i played against him my senior year chase claypool played against him my senior year um like there's a number of guys that are a number of like big teams that we played against so it's literally college football with the military aspect thrown into it okay. because of because of the school i go to so it's it's like i mean my schedule is a lot more rigorous because of the school i went to like compared to the other division one athletes so like but for the most part, it was really just college football um, with a rigorous education and freaking <laughs> mil military training in the summer. <laughs> mm, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. So that's a whole different animal. It's like something that's completely bizarre from anything other mil anything else military related. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah, Makes sense. Because yeah, yeah. I, I never really knew like how that uh, worked like with the Navy, Air Force, sports, and all that. I really, I never knew yeah. how that worked. So that's dope yeah. for you to break it down like that. 
So yeah. uh so when you fish when you officially became like on the the uh what the, the active duty side I would say, what was yeah. that what was that transition like for you? For me, man, it was crazy. It was like an identity crisis, bro. Like all mm. my life, right? Um I'm an athlete, like, you know, college or high school. I'm one of the best, I was one of the best, you know, high school athletes to go, come out of my school, you know, broke the passing record, all that stuff, right? So I'm a big name coming out of high school. And even in college, like, I didn't have a great career because I was injury riddled, which I'm sure we'll get into later. Uh, mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, even there, like, I was, you know, a football player. We had, you know, practices. I had a lot of things going on. So when I graduate and all I have is the military, it was just different. You know what I'm saying? And it just, my mindset, my mindset had a shift and I kind of had to really just kind of, in a way it sounds like corny to say, but find myself in terms right. of like what I, what I'm going to do in life because I haven't, I haven't really figured it out at that point in time. And I knew yeah. it wasn't banking into the career in the army. Like that just was not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know the feeling. I know the feeling, bro. I know the feeling. Yeah. But even with that being said, like, I know me, I, I was the same way. I knew I wasn't going to make a career out of it. But I know when I talk to like younger people, it's a, like a lane that I always tell them they probably should look into. And like, what's your thoughts on that? Is that something like that you encourage people, like younger people, especially younger people to like maybe look into if they're not sure what they want to do? Yeah, I mean, I think it's situationally dependent. Like if you yeah. have a background, if you have a background like like me or like other people that are like a lot of people that don't really come from a whole lot, um, it's hard to say no the military isn't a good option or a good stepping stone exactly. you know what i'm saying i would just say like anybody who's thinking about the military like you know if, if you want to go after a lot like if you want to be entrepreneurial or whatever like it's cool to join the military as a stepping stone because there's some principles that i do think the military teaches you that's important and there's obviously a whole lot of benefits right from being in the army or any military mm -hmm. but I just say, like, be weary of getting trapped into the mentality of the, mm. the military being everything and doing 20 and giving the army or the military everything, because at the end of the day, they don't care about you. You're just a number. I learned that real quick. Yeah, you man, you, you, <laughs> you're speaking fast because it's easy for some people. You know, we've seen it when we go to boot camp and all that kind of yeah. stuff. You've seen people that get they get wrapped up in it easily, you know. Oh, yeah. They, but like you said, at the end of the day, when you're not of use no more, you will be pretty much thrown, thrown, thrown out for real. But at the same time, like you said, it is one of the best stepping stones, especially if you don't come from an affluent background. Like it's one of those mm -hmm. things where you could get in. Like the thing, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you want to become wealthy, the military not going to make you that. But you could get I in agree. and learn skills and get resources when you get out. You could be right in that right direction. Like I remember being a boot camp. And I used to be telling my, uh, <laughs> the people on my flight, it's like, yeah, so we used to talk, you know, you know, boot camp, when you got that free time, you used to be sitting around yeah. talking mm -hmm. shit, like they ain't talking about nothing. And I remember yeah, you know, yeah. I, used be, I used to be telling people like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get rich, man. I'm about to do this. I'm about to do that. And I remember they all looked at me like, man, you ain't about to get rich in no military. And I, and like, in my mind, though, I'm thinking like, I'm looking at them like, man, y'all don't even know, like. I'm not in the military, bro. This is a step. I know what I'm about to do. I'm about to use this, get in, get mm -hmm. these resources, get this information, get these skills, and, and I'm out. And that's exactly, exactly and that's exactly <laughs> what I did. And I and I tell I tell younger people that all the time though. I'm like, yeah, it's something like I said, it's something that you should look into. A lot of people they look at it like, man, I ain't trying to be 
you know what I'm saying? The military get a bad rap. Yeah. It's like, man, I ain't trying to be doing all that for no four, five, yeah, six yeah, yeah, years. Yeah. Well, it's like, man, yeah. sometimes you gotta make them sacrifices. Because it's like you them. really look, you really look at it like, especially someone's like, oh, I'm not trying to do it or I'm not built for that. And it's like, all right, cool. But what you doing right now? Mm. And where do you see yourself in the next five years? Mm. If you're if you're hustling or you're working some dead end job that you don't really have a whole lot of opportunities from, or like, and I hate to say it, but like if you're still living in like trying to make it to the league or do something crazy or you trying to rap and it's really not yeah. working out right now over the next five years, what you going to do? You know what I'm saying? It's like, you can, you can still do a lot of those things, You're but up. the military might be a better option just because it'll get you out of your hometown. I saw you tweet one time yep. that getting out the military is a cheat code, or maybe you said on a podcast. Getting out, getting but, out your hometown. Or getting out your hometown, my bad. Getting out the yep. hometown is a, is a cheat code to life. And man, I believe it, man. I really, yeah, I, and I too. agree with that. I've seen it mm-hmm. for myself because even yep. if you don't stay where the military takes you, you get to see, meet a lot of people from other places, gain a perspective, and now you have that benefit, uh, that ve- veteran status that you can leverage to your yep. to your to your ability to, <laughs> to get a job or get. I mean, there's benefit, uh, there's better, yeah, there's resources and like grants yep. and and loans for for veterans that want to start their own businesses. Uh, they get preference on government contracts man i, I can go all day yeah, go all, yeah you go you go on all day like yeah, yeah, yeah man the, the, but that's game man i hope for i'm pretty sure some people that listen to this that they probably in that situation right now and i hope they listen and we're not saying like i'm not i ain't a recruit i'm not saying join the military i'm just no, saying no. if you're in a position where where you're not sure what you want to do with your life and your 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 plans is not super stable be just be open-minded just be open-minded and like possibly looking into it to see if it's a good move for you long term that's all that's all i'm saying on that but exactly yeah but uh so at what point what got you into business and real estate like what where that happened at so i always knew business was going to be a path for me um i didn't know exactly what i wanted to do or whatever so i ended up majoring and uh being a business major at, okay. at west point um and I, I learned a lot about entrepreneurship, got a lot of different perspectives. Um, I tried my hand at a lot of things. And uh, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, whenever mm-hmm. I was a junior in college, uh, towards the end of my year, junior year. And that kind of just like, a book kind of changed my life in a way that it just changed my mentality and really put me into uh, a position or a mentality where I just realized that my mind is my greatest asset and resource, yep. right? So I just started doing a lot of self-help, a lot of self-education, learning about money, how money works. Um, and the thing that just I just kept coming back to over and over and over again is that they're all the richest people in the world, some way, shape, or form are involved in real estate. So it's like that really just kind of solidified my mentality of I, that's what I need to focus on. Um, and so, yeah, I just went down that path and led to the rabbit hole that I'm in now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it. I feel that. And that book... Uh... That was probably the first, like, uh, I can, if I can remember, I could be wrong, but that was, like, probably, like, the first money book I read, too. I read it when I was a senior in high school, and when I read it, it just automatically clicked for me. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just all, like, yeah. everything I was reading, it automatically, like, just made sense. And it was like, damn, like, most people, they live, they, they very dumb when it comes to money. Like, when I read yeah. that, like, man, this is very simple. Like, this ain't no rocket science or nothing. And yeah. yeah, but and I see like a lot of people, they uh a lot of people I see they'll be like, yeah, that book ain't ain't it ain't too uh helpful and this and that. But I'm like, it all depends on where you at. Like you know what I'm saying? Like if you somebody yeah. like on the early stages of being financially literate, I think that book is a major 
major help, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I know it did a lot for me. But so, what was that when you when you after that? What was that first? Let's talk about that first that that deal that gave you that courage to take on and do that first deal in real estate. What was that like? Oh man, well I'll tell you this: I had a lot of failures and deals. Uh, mm. I was just out there doing a whole lot of trying to do too much, right? And I, my dad, I got my dad involved. We were just trying to figure it out together. Um, so he played in a Canadian football league. He's a Hall of Famer okay. player. Wow. Yeah. So like, business wasn't like he wasn't like super keen on business either. And so we were just kind of learning together. Uh, we tried to do a flip in Florida. Uh, that was the first time I came across what hard money was. Uh, mm. So I learned about that, and thank. Thank God that deal didn't go through because um, I think it would have it would have screwed me over financially. But just in that process, like on closing day, it didn't close. Um, like we had everything lined up, set to go, and it didn't close on closing day. Um, and but during that entire process, just the amount that I learned is like I can't even like tell you how much how valuable it was for me. Um, and we had a lot of money saved, a decent amount of money saved up, and we we scrounged up some dollars. So we ended up buying our first. Uh, rental property like shortly after that in my hometown which ended up being a bad investment in the long run but what mm. I learned from it again was really good like I took a loss financially on that like like 20 grand I lost over the course of two years two years basically um but I still recouped some of my money and I wasn't in debt on it so I was, I was like whatever you know and I'm in a better financial situation now than I was two years ago right but uh but yeah so I mean that I just took that step. I was like, man, I just got to do stuff. I got to do something. I got to get deals. I got to, you know, kind of go forward. And I didn't really have a clear vision of what I wanted to do, but, you know, throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks kind of just put me, made me learn a lot and, uh, you know, kind of got me to the point to where I am now. And, uh, and yeah. And then, so just to keep going with that. So that was 2018 when I bought those rental properties with my dad, we just sold them like literally last month. Uh, but then uh, right after I bought those, I ended up getting out here to Tacoma and I was in debt. I didn't have a whole lot of money. Um, I was like living paycheck to paycheck, even as a second lieutenant. Like that's something hmm. that a lot of people in the military don't know. Right. Yep. Um, so I'm making 60 grand a year, but I got too much debt. And I'm like, damn, like I'm like low key struggling a little bit. I can't do too much extra. So I'm like, I need to start making some more money. Uh, tried Uber, but I had a reckless driving charge, so I couldn't, from <laughs> so I couldn't do that. Dog, I'm like, man, what is going on? So I was like, you know what, let me try wholesaling. Wholesaling don't work. But when I started wholesaling, trying to, trying to do wholesaling, uh, I ran into a real estate agent and we he, we just kept meeting up. And this is like within the first like month and a half of me getting here. So that's what, like June-ish, 2018, July. Uh, bro, I... He, one day we were having a coffee or we're having a beer and he was just like, yo, why don't you just become a real estate agent? He's like, you're an army, an army officer. Like I just got my license. I see a lot of people killing it in, with VA loans out here. Why don't you just get your, your real estate license? And I was like, you know what? I never thought about that. So I talked to a few people, other West Point grads, and I really tapped into that network, which paid dividends immensely. And I just realized like, yo, there's really people out here with a real estate license and making more money, whatever whatever they're doing in real estate, whether it's investing, flipping, being an agent, than they are as army officers. And I'm talking like dudes that are making like damn near six figures, maybe more in the army as an officer and making even more outside. And so whenever I, whenever I realized that it was doable, I, bro, it took me seven, from the day I started my 90 hour course to the day I passed the test and got my license, it took me 17 days. 
because that, that's all I focus on. That's all you want to put that energy towards. Mm. Exactly, bro. That's so, major. Yeah. That's major. Yeah. And like with that being said, though, so what was it like regarding your peers and coworkers? Because like me, I know me, me personally, when I first started buying real estate, I was still active duty in the military. And I remember strategically not telling people because you know how it is. People like they'll try to they'll they 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 they're pessimists. They'll be like, Oh, this is not gonna work. This you doing yeah, what? Yeah. Like all in your business. And I remember like I didn't tell people to like my last couple weeks in the uh, service. I'm like, Yeah, I got I got like several properties and they all looking like what when like when this happened and they was yeah, yeah, yeah. they were still kind of like low-key I don't want to say hating but it was like they couldn't do nothing about it because I'm already you know how I go at the last couple weeks yeah, you yeah, out yeah, the yeah. door so I ain't really can't care do about nothing. Yeah. Right, can't do nothing so yeah. like but what was that like for you was it like were you letting people know this is what you're doing because I know how sometimes when you're working obviously military you're working every day I know sometimes if people they'll see like you trying to do things outside of that and they'll try to like put it at a halt sometimes. But was that your experience yeah, yeah. or no? So there were definitely haters, but I'm just not that type of person that I don't keep like what I'm doing a super secret, right? Okay. Like there's certain things I won't, I might not, I won't share for personal reasons, but like, you know what I'm saying? But for the most part, like I'll tell you what I'm doing. And the way I looked at it was uh, as an agent, especially, you know, it's a people business and it's all about relationships and yep. who knows you and who's in your network. So I was just like, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to tell everybody. Sorry, am I allowed to cuss my head? No, you good, you good, you good. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, my bad, man. I, I just let it slip sometimes. And I don't you good. I'm saying it, yeah. Oh, so, uh, so yeah, anyways, I, I just said, fuck it. Like, I'm going to tell everybody, bro. Like, and it is what it is. Like, I'm not going to keep it a secret. But I'm damn sure not asking nobody permission. Because, like, in the military, what a lot of people don't know is that if you start making money outside the military, you have to get permission from your commander. Yep. But my, I had, like, literally had lieutenants say like we need to go talk to the commander about this and get that from get you know her permission and i was like listen i'm a grown-ass man right. i'm not about to go ask another grown person if i have their permission for me to go make money i don't care what organization i'm in and so i just had a mentality and i told them that straight up and then they just looked at me like i was crazy and like kind of like i wouldn't do it and like you shouldn't be doing this but like do you and so that was it and the thing is i also realized that if as long as everybody, nobody, you know, I, I take care of my responsibilities, nobody's going right, to care. Right. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I was doing what I had to do. And on top of that, like, bro, I, I started selling houses to people in my unit. Mm. <laughs> and so it's like, that's another thing I looked at. I was like, man, if I don't tell nobody, then it, if I don't tell anybody, then nobody's going to know. So like mm -hmm. people have to know for me to even get clients. Right. Yep. And so that's, so I ended up, you know, helping a few people in my unit and it worked out and it was great. And like, nah, so I kind of had that experience, but not to not to an extent to where it stopped me. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel it. I feel it. So did yeah, it ever yeah. get to a point where, because I, I talked to my guy, uh, Jay Monopoly, he was in real estate. He was in he was in the military, too, and he was telling me he started wholesaling. Yep. He said he got to a point where he was making more money from wholesaling than he was from the military. And I was like, so did it, did it ever get to that point for you? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Tw 2019, I was active duty until December 23rd. That was my like ETS date, right? Okay. In 2019, I uh, I sold 29 houses last year. Mm. So essentially, all while on active duty. You was hustling. Hustling, bro. I was taking like people, like I was so I was by myself. I bought my first house uh, with my VA loan, which we need to talk about that later because we had a. Mm. I don't know if you remember, but we had a little not like argument, but like we talked went back and forth on twitter a little bit about buying your buying the house you but did we, we, talked, 
your primary residence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk know. about that. Okay. We'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that in a minute. And I'll tell you why that was why that's wrong. But mm. uh or why I think it is. Uh anyway, mm-hmm. uh I was living by myself, like driving to work. Wait, I yeah, I had to go to PT in the morning. So I would literally wake up at like five in the four thirty, five in the morning, walk my dogs. I had to pay somebody to walk my dogs while I was at work uh, and let them out, make sure they're taken care of. Cause I got two dogs and I'm single or I was single. And so I was going to work and I would take a change of clothes every single day because I would get off work, show houses. And there's nights where I wouldn't come home till like 7, 38 at night. But I left at like 5.45 in the morning mm-hmm. for months. So it's like, I was just hustling, man. But you, so you, but you was doing all that with your ETS day tomorrow, I'm assuming. Mm-mm. You wasn't when so I you, when I first started, I didn't realize what my ETS date was because I didn't get my the medical discharge piece didn't start for me until April of last year. Okay. I got surgery in January on my knee for the second time, and they did, and then they didn't <laughs> determine that I was like medically unfit until beginning of April, and then that's when I knew I was get. So I didn't even then I didn't know my ETS date. So you, so so I was just like, but did you like, know you was gonna get up? I knew I was gonna get out in April. Like, okay. 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 Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, I know at that point I had my NMI. <laughs> okay. Right. 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 Yeah, right. Because yeah, that's yeah. one of the uh, like how I see it. I'm like that's one of the good. That's well, there's a lot of good things about the being in, but that was like one of my favorite things is you know when the that end of the tunnel. So you if you're trying to hustle and do your thing, you know like okay, if my my end of enlistment is in September, it's January. Let me go hard, super hard for these next nine months. So when I get out, I could just like, you know what I'm saying? Smooth sailing, exactly. won't be no hard transition. So that's exactly. one of the, that's one of the, that's one of the, like the dopest things to me. But even when you're going yeah. through like medical, that changes everything. But like, even though mm-hmm. for the better, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, the, I agree. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, uh, so I even seen like, um, when I was talking to Brandon, he was telling me like you did like a. I think he said I could. I hope I ain't, I ain't wrong. What he said, but he said I think he said like you did like a hundred deals or something like that. So yeah, I think he's hyping me up a little bit. But <laughs> <laughs> I did so to date from the day I, I started in, tw- in September 2018. So just so just over two years ago, I sold 27 or 77 houses. So hey, that's close. That's damn near close to 100. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Wow. So that's so let's talk about this. So because I know that's a lot of. It's a lot of realtors that listen to the show. And I know some yeah. of the realtors struggle with some realtors, they get one, two deals a year. You started two mm-hmm. years ago, you done 77. So mm-hmm. y'all could do the math. That's that's how many deals a month in two years, 24 months? That's like almost three deals a month, pretty much, basically. A little mm-hmm. a little over three deals a month. So like mm-hmm. what's their what's what do you think is the is the key to that? Man, just really uh, it's, a, it's multifaceted. So I think first off, you know, know who you are as an agent, because there's so many different, there's a number of paths you can become successful as a real estate agent. And I see all kinds. I see people who crush it on social media and internet marketing. I see people who say, fuck it, take out a loan, pay Zillow, pay Zillow for leads and pay for leads and stuff like that. And that's another thing for me. I'm at, you know, I just, I'm not that type of person, you know, I try my hand at pretty much everything, like any kind of <laughs> generation that you think you could think of um, is I tried it, I promise you. So, uh, but what I kept coming back to was my network and growing my sphere of influence and harnessing relationships. And so for me, like the first thing, one of the first things I did when I got my license, like literally one of the first things I did is I went on Facebook 
because I, I remember I was here. I got my license less than three months after I got to Tacoma, Washington. I knew nobody besides people that were in my network because of West Point. So I had that little bit of an advantage. And so what I did is I went on the, the West Point networking page and put everybody in there that said that they lived in Tacoma and I messaged them, every single person and told them, just made it, just introduce myself, whether they responded or not, whatever. But, um, and that, and posting on my social media, just touching base with people, letting mm -hmm. people know that what I'm doing and just being very out there, putting myself out there. And I got my first deal from, it wasn't even from like marketing or anything. It was somebody that I went to school with that was coming out here. She just saw that, happened to see that I was a real estate agent in the area on Instagram because we followed each other. And it was like, hey, I'm coming out there in a month and a half and I need to buy a house and I need to find a house ASAP. What do I what do I do? And this is like a month after I got my license and I walked her through the steps and I sold her her house. And that was my first deal. It was the only deal I did in 2018. Wow, so, wow. so yeah, man, you really, the past 2020, yeah. 2019, you really boosted it up and went, went crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, that, that, that's amazing, man. Like, I, I love to see that, especially with people that already, that already have jobs, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause mm -hmm. that shows you, that shows you the commitment. Like you gotta have a commitment. Exactly. Cause it's, it's mm -hmm. so easy, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's military or any other civilian job, it's so easy mm -hmm. to work a nine to five and come home and just chill. Cause you know yeah. you're gonna get yeah. paid. You know what I'm uh -huh. saying? So it's so easy when you sit down, you're like, man, I'm tired. I don't feel like doing nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But to get up, yeah. it's still like, no, nah, I'm gonna work on this too. That yeah. shows you the level of dedication and commitment and, and ambition that someone has to have. Because you're not going to do it. It ain't going to work if you don't got that, if you already got a job. <laughs> it's not going to work. Yeah, yeah gonna work. no, I agree. <laughs> yeah, straight yeah. up, straight up. So uh, let's talk about let, let's talk about on a on a uh, investing side. You told me your first okay. investment was in uh, Florida, right? Pennsylvania. Oh, Pennsylvania. Okay, okay. I tried to try to do a flip in Florida, but a flip in Florida. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So after, uh, so how 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 many uh, properties do you own today? Well, now that I closed, I own three. Or I sold those two. I own three now. So you I did three. retract a little bit. Um, okay. Yeah. So I used my VA loan twice, um, okay. twice in eleven months, and okay. so now yeah. that that yeah, go ahead. Then I was gonna say let's get it let's let's get into the VA loan because I I, okay. I think this is this is a super important topic for people. So yeah, you, okay. yeah, you keep going with you with Sando. Yeah, yeah, no. So I own my VA or yeah, I use my VA loan twice, and I was gonna burr this property, uh, but I'm gonna flip it because uh, and if anybody doesn't know what burr means, it's basically where you buy a fixer upper, um, renovate it, and then rehab it. Rehab. Um, but there's with my tax with my income because 2018 only sold one house. This last year I sold. 29 and this year i'm at 47 i like obviously i made a lot this year but because the way you qualify and a lot of people don't know this the way you qualify self-employed you have to have two years of tax returns and they average yeah. them out so for me i have to wait until next year for my tax returns to hit before i can qualify for a property uh or at least the properties that i want to qualify for so i just I'm, i just figured i'll just load up my as much cash as I can and just be yep. ready for deals next year whenever I can qualify with my tax returns. So uh so I'm just flipping right flipping this house right now. Uh probably gonna look for a couple more deals here. Uh either flips or, or rentals that I can buy cash. Um and then but the VA loan bro is strategic man. So mm -hmm. I say this because uh if if you're in I always say this if you're in uh an appreciate in a, mar a market that can either appreciate or that you know you can buy, even if it only appreciates a little bit, but you know that you can buy and run it out, um, 
with your VA loan, I think it's really important that you do it because mm. the leverage that you have with that VA loan zero down is something that a lot of people can't get. Mm. And so you, you got to kind of educate yourself a little bit. Like don't go out and, and buy a $500,000 house with your VA loan. Look at the county loan limits and, and all that stuff. And that's a, a whole nother discussion. <laughs> <laughs> you know, try to maximize what you can use or, you know, strategically purchase property using your VA loan uh, so that you can now have multiple properties for minimum amount of money down. Like out of pocket for the two houses I bought in 11 months, I paid like $1,600 out of pocket. Upfront. Can't beat that. You can't beat it. And now yeah. like this house I, I bought, I'm refinancing down to 2.25 currently. Interest rate. Like what? <laughs> yeah. Like literally just, just from having that interest rate the, the rate of inflation is higher than my interest rate on my mortgage. And so I'm getting appreciation, just that not even yeah, including just, the demand. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like, it's crazy. That's crazy. Hey, that's, yeah, so. <laughs> damn. The, that's, yeah. The, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause this, and I'm glad you brought up uh, the W-2 stuff. Because I don't know if we've ever addressed this on the show. And I think this is extremely important, especially for people that have jobs and just be like, oh, I'm just about to bounce and leave my job. And the thing I'm, I'm I'm so glad you touched on that, man. Because I think a lot of people don't know is that when you go out looking for these loans, that's what they that's what they looking for. So if you just yeah. not getting into business and you can't show on your tax return that you've been making money or for or you've been in business for for two years, they're more than likely not going to give you that loan. So it's important that if you have a job and you're getting ready to leave, or you're thinking about leaving, make sure you if you want to get something, get a property, make sure you do it now while you have that job. Because when you leave that job and you knew the business, it's gonna be so much harder. Cause me and Deanna, we even went through that when we first got out the military. Like we didn't even know. I'm like, oh man, I'm like, what the hell? Like, I was tripping, man. But then I was like, I, was, I should've did this right before I got out. And then another, yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. Then another thing mm-hmm. is, uh, damn, what was I about to say? Oh yeah, another thing is don't write off everything on your tax returns, that's a big yeah. thing as well. That was another yeah. thing that we did that I could, I could tell people from experience that it's a terrible move because on paper, it looks like you're not making any money. Exactly. And people don't know that. People don't know that. And it's like, yeah, if you have enough cash that you can just buy shit cash, hey, it don't matter. But like if you're someone that needs to get a mortgage or, you know, doesn't have a whole lot of cash to buy a house for three, four hundred thousand, <laughs> you need to go ahead and make sure that you show income. Like I strategically exactly. know the minimum amount of money I want to make for this year. Exactly. for next year exactly. that I can qualify for what I want to qualify for. And so that's just like an extra step, an extra layer is like to make sure that you're squared away with that shit <laughs> because yeah, it's, it's hard to qualify. It's hard to qualify, man, without that stuff being there. Because I remember we was coming up on, maybe this was like our first year in business and we was making mm-hmm. money and everything. But we hired, that's what I was like, I was like, man, that's nothing. You got to hire a good CPA because the CPA we hired, he didn't even really tell us like, Nah, this is not the best idea to be writing off everything. He was just like, this yeah. is what I want to do. Okay, cool. And after that, on paper, it looked like we didn't make shit that year. So when we trying yeah. to get these loans, they looking at that and they like, wait, why we get all this money? I don't make nothing. But we like, no, nah, we did. They they not going off what you're telling them or they going off what those tax returns say. So exactly. that's the thing where people got to be mindful of when you out here thinking about leaving. You got to be strategic when you're thinking about leaving your job and doing all that stuff because you don't got that W-2 and they, that money they can see on paper, it's going to make it so much harder to get that. Even oh, yeah. if you have the money, man, I'm like, man, I got the money in my, I got the money in my bank. And they still was playing like hardball with me. 
So (laughs) you got to be very, yeah, you got to be, you got to be very, very strategic with that stuff, man. And uh, on a V on a VA loan, because like you said, because I I, I, like when you brought it up, I'm thinking like I think I remember now, but I don't really remember having having that conversation. What what was the conversation we was having about the VA loan about the VA loan on Twitter? So we didn't have a conversation about the VA loan specifically. It was about owning your primary residence. Okay, okay. And you said that you should own property or you know investment properties before you buy your primary residence. Okay, okay. And and I think and I think and there's a I mean I've seen it there's so many different scenarios that I've seen it work out to where I could definitely change your mind on that. Okay. Um, but I'll just give you my my example, right? So I bought my house for 280, my first house for $280,000. Today it's worth 360. Um I bought that in and don't give me that's an anomaly because I just bought it at the right time. I got, I got lucky with that one. Hey, but um, it's a lot of people that have situations. I know a couple of people that have situations like that. Exactly. And so mm-hmm. it's like you don't, but you don't, but the thing is, if you don't put yourself in that position, you just lost. Right. You just lost. If you that. Say, exactly. If you say, oh, I'm going to wait three, four more years before I stack up some more bread and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, realistically, if you look at it, you know, if you, if you can get an FHA loan or a VA loan or, or you know, conventional 5% down or whatever the product is, down payment assistance whatever it is, you can leverage that and that and use that equity later in life. And it's like, if, if your rent is 1500 and your mortgage is going to be 15, 1600, why the hell would you rent when you're building equity at worst mm. case scenario, even if the house stays the same, the same, like, you know, uh, uh value over the next five years, which is unlikely, then right. you're paying down that principal and you'll be able to also turn that into a rental property and go do it again when you save up enough money to do so. You know what I'm saying? And for a VA loan, like I said, so I bought my first house uh, for 280, and it's now worth 360. I got I got travel nurses. I could run it out for about two grand a month, but I got travel nurses in there, um, and they pay me 2600 a month, and my mortgage is 17. You know what I'm saying? Now I cover utilities, but so my cash flow is stupid on it's that, stupid. and yeah. and I got equity. And yep. it's literally, you know, multiplied my net worth. And then I bought this house in February, right before the spring and summer market hit and that appreciation happened. So now I ain't gonna tell you what I bought it for, but I got over 60 grand of equity in this. Hey man. And yeah, it's that's... like, and I'm not saying that to brag. I'm just saying like- No, that's yo, just be I, real. That ain't bragging, that's I, real. I, I let, you know what I'm saying? I leveraged what I had and leveraged and just like saw people. Like I, I even tell you this story just because I think this is a great example. Four years ago, I helped my file manager uh, or no, not for you. I didn't help her. But four years ago, my file manager used down payment assistance. It's a program in Washington. So zero down, buy the house. Um, she then, over the course of four years, she built up enough equity that they wrapped in all their debt. Her and her husband wrapped in all their debt into their into a home equity loan. So it consolidated their debt, whatever. When I helped them buy and sell their house this summer, they sold or they sold their house. They paid everything off, had the down payment for a way bigger house, way nicer house, and still walked away with like over 10 grand in their pocket and their mortgage payment is pretty much the same. Right. And all because they just bought their house and lived in it for four years. Mm. And it's like, even if you're not trying to do what you and I are doing or what like I do and trying to, you know, leverage your VA loan, build up, you know, all that stuff, just owning your, your, your primary residence gives you so many options financially because of equity. And mm. you know potential potential cash flow even that it's like it's a no brainer in my opinion unless you're in a market where it doesn't appreciate where it doesn't appreciate 
Yeah, I, I like that because I know someone back home where, where in the area I live in, but he don't live there yeah. anymore. But he bought a house and uh, he got a he got he got he sold it a year later and profited mm-hmm. a hundred thousand. Like he got a hundred K in equity yeah. in a year. But that's yeah. you know what I'm saying that's that's a rare, but that's still he was in a the area. It's, it was obviously it was going to appreciate. But when it, when, yeah. that, when I seen that happen, I was like, yo, god damn, that's crazy. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I I love that. That, that is that is uh, you right on what you're saying. But I know, like, when I generally speak on it, I always, like, I generally speak on for the people that's kind of, like, in that that living paycheck-to-paycheck model, but they want to make okay. moves. So, okay. like, they still want to do some business moves and do, get loans mm-hmm. and all that stuff, but they kind of living paycheck-to-paycheck. That's what I talk about. Like, maybe you should wait a little bit longer, get you up, yeah. build you up some capital, make you yeah, a couple yeah, moves, yeah. and then go into the host. But I definitely see what you're saying. Like, especially... Especially when it comes with, if you got the VA loan, man, it's like you got a damn gold mine for real, man. Cheat Especially code, like, it's a cheat code. It's, a, it's like it's it's really a cheat code. Like it's it's crazy, and that's one of the another like like oh like when I talk about the military, I be like, man, I sound like a damn recruiter, man. Like, that's, that's one of the, that's one of the big yeah. benefits, man. You get that VA loan, bro. It's really like, but and do you mind? Because I've I've heard people because you said you used it twice, right? Twice, yeah. Yeah, so so I and uh correct me if I'm wrong, this is something I heard. I heard if I heard each time you because I heard you could use it as many times as you want, but each time you use it, a percent of the interest goes up or something like that. Is that true? No. So Okay. Yeah, it's not true at all. But <laughs> what it is is so oh, man, this is getting in the detail in the weeds. So sorry <laughs> to people who ain't, nah, who ain't you, right, right. <laughs> yeah, who ain't ready. So got, what we, go ahead. You go go ahead, you go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. So what it is, is if, if you don't have disability, so people who purchase their VA loan uh, that are either active duty or out of the military, but and don't, yeah, either active duty or out of the military and don't get any kind of disability rating at all. So if you get 10% or more, then you're straight. But what they what they do is instead of mortgage insurance, it's called uh, the funding fee. So they t- the first time use, it's 2.3%. And it's not out of your pocket, they tack it onto your loan. So if you, for simple math, if you buy a house for a hundred grand, your loan amount is going to be $102,300. So, and what that funding fee is, they take that cash from the bank because it's on top of your loan and they put it mm-hmm. basically into a pool of funds uh, to, you know, it's like mortgage insurance, they use it to, uh, into a pool of funds for people who default on a VA loan. So that's their way okay. of, that's, that's your way of getting around mortgage insurance. Second time use is I think 3.4%. Okay, that's still. I mean, you yeah. still can you? That's still a good deal. No, it's not a bad deal at all. <laughs> exactly. Right, right, yeah, right. So yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's man, man. Yeah. yeah, and then and then so your first time use, there's no limit on. It's all about what you can qualify for too. So like, if you could qualify for a million dollar house, you can qualify for a million dollar house if you don't own your house. You know, you don't own any other homes with the VA loan, but. uh but once you use it the first time, like I'll give you this example. Most, well, most counties are 510,000 for the county loan limit, uh, the, the non-conforming loan limits. So for our county that I'm in, uh, it's 741,000. So all you do is basically take 741,000 minus the amount that you purchased your home for. And then that's the amount that you have left over. And if you wanna buy a house over, uh, over what you have left, like I think mine was like 455 exactly. So if you wanna buy a house for, uh, over that then you just subtract the difference of your entitlement minus the purchase price you pay 25 percent of the difference 
Sorry, this is all like I said, this is getting in the weeds. I know in some states, if you're 100 percent disabled, you don't even have to pay property tax. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's like Hey man, it's man, yeah. I, I'm not even gonna keep going on and on about this that <laughs> part, but yes. But uh so like on the aspect of being a realtor for people that's buying homes or thinking about buying homes right now mm-hmm. during this uh market and during this pandemic, like what are some of in your opinion, the best strategies right now for acquiring a home with, with, with the different loans and the interest rates and stuff like right now? Yeah, I mean again this is situationally dependent um but mm-hmm. you know it just it's, it's a seller's market and it's a hot market across the country um and so it's hard for buyers out there right now and i say that from experience like seeing you know people i'm I'm helping um but i mean it just all depends obviously the more cash you have the better um right. you know like if you can especially if you can offer in my market a big thing is offering extra money in case the uh appraisal comes in low so that's something that I have to have that conversation with people sometimes like, hey, you know, it's weird. Like, I know I'm your agent and you don't, and you know, you don't, you might not feel comfortable telling me how much cash you have, but like, is this something that you'd be interested in just to make your offer look more appealing? Because, you know, that a lot of times that bears a lot of weight. Um, mm-hmm. So having a, as much cash as you can is, is a big thing if you're trying to buy a house right now. Um, you know, paying your own closing costs is big. Uh, it's hard to get, you know, buy a house and have your closing costs paid for in my market right now, just because, I mean, I just, I had a listing last week and it, it was not a very nice house and we had 14 offers. Like it was insane. And so mm. there's a lot of, there's a lot of competition out there. You know mm. what I'm saying? And there's not mm. a lot of, there's not a lot of houses for sale comparatively compared to the amount of demand. So. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah. I, I definitely see what you're saying with that. Yeah. And something that came in my mind that I think this is an important topic to like kind of talk about is how, you know, you mentioned you were an athlete, you played, you played college ball and all that. And I think, you know, I asked you, when I asked you what made you go to the military, you said it was really the realization that you wasn't going to go to the pros. So, and mm-hmm. I think, I think that was so dope on your part because that takes a level of honesty that most people don't have with themselves. And the reason I say that is because I know a lot of people like back home that they'll be mid to late twenties and they still have those hoop dreams or NFL dreams or major league baseball dreams. And it's like, you don't want to be the one that be like, Hey bro, you 28, you 29. Like you got to make a pivot. Like you 29, bro. It ain't, I don't want, I don't want to be the one to take, but it ain't happening, man. And it's like, <laughs> what, yeah. why do you, but why, in your opinion, why do you think that it is where people Cause to me it's obvious. Like, like I want to play ball. I, I was a big basketball player, and now I, mm-hmm. when I got to a certain age, it was like, hey, I'm not tall enough. I'm not going to the league. I need to start looking into other stuff. But why do you think that is with a lot of people? Where it's like, they don't see it that way, and they'll keep like grinding and grinding and grinding. Now then they look up, and then they don't have nothing. They know where like financially, and and all those things happen. Yeah. So I think it's pretty deep. Um a deeper question than it seems like for me, especially in a black community, like, you know, I, I have people like that too, bro. Like trying to play some yeah. ball in my hometown. It's like, man, like, Hey, I really, you know, I love you, but it's just not happening, you know, going yeah. to leave. Um, but I think just to be honest, there's just lack of resources in the black community. Um, and that's a, that's pretty much not the 
biggest, but I, well, I think the biggest reason why a lot of people glorify rapping, going to the league, all that stuff is because right. they don't know any other way out a lot of times. They don't it's know right. that there's other options. You know what I'm saying? So like, if they don't have the resources to know that you can literally get rich doing a, so many other things, and it's not about having a lucky break. It's about, you know, positioning yourself to mm-hmm. take advantage of opportunities and knowing the different resources that are out there. Um, you know, then that all they see is the rich people that they follow on Instagram, see on TV and all that, that are playing in the league. So they think that that's their way out. You know what I'm saying? They yep. think that that's their way out for their family. And then they kind of, you know, once they get past a certain age and, they, and it's too late to realize it, then they try to pass that same mentality on down to their kids. Um, and yep. so, from, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, for me, you know, like one, just putting myself out there and showing other people from where I'm from that, and I mean, anybody really, anybody in the black community or any community that like there are other ways out and that there's other opportunities and that real estate is attainable for everyone um or just you know businesses and there's other resources to become rich and and put your family in a better situation for everyone out there is really important to me um for me personally you know i got i have a couple i have a couple cousins that play in the nfl uh my dad played like i said he's he's an all-time league receiver in the cfl history that's crazy Uh, yeah yeah so like dog like i know what like professional athletes look like i know the people who are in certain positions uh, that are going to be able to have a chance to go play in the league versus not being able to play in the league. And I think like, you know, maybe had I played a different position in high school and, you know, things worked out a little bit differently, I might've had a small chance, but like just realizing where I was at, the opportunities I had and the path to get to the league versus using my brain and my opportunities and resources and other ways it was probably an easier path for me to become rich than for me to try to, you know, grind away and try to make it to the NFL. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I just realized, man, like I've been around the game too long. My dad is also a scout. Like, you know, I, I see people that have, you know, successful college careers, like very good college players and they can't crack the CFL. Mm. And I'm like, I didn't even have your career in college or I probably won't have your career in college. Or, you know, at the time I'm going to West Point I got a mandatory military commitment. The chances for me, even if I have the best college career, you know, ever (laughs) is pretty hard, slim to go to the NFL. So like, for me, I just had to come to that realization that like, yo, I need to focus on what's best for my life and position myself to be as successful as I can. So Mm, that's real, man. That's real. Like something that, uh, that I know uh, something, it's a statement I love that Robert Smith said, he said this like years ago and he said like, you could you could get richer through your intelligence through anything else. And like when I, I that resonated when I read that, I'm like, man, if most people heard that statement or understood that, it's the true, it's the truest in the world. Like, man, like you said, the number one skill, like you said earlier in the show, your number one skill is is your brain. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you gotta the thing is with even on that part for the people that's listening, you gotta be willing to 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 what's so I'm trying to, to train it and feed mm-hmm. it and feed it the right mm-hmm. information and feed it the right, you know what I'm saying? Just like you feed your body with the right, with the right foods. If you want to be healthy, you got to do the same thing with, the, with your brain, with feeding the right information, whether it's books or networking events or stuff yeah. like that, podcasts, you have to train it so it could, so it could help you lead you to the path or whatever you want to go. If it's money or if it's anything else, you have to just train your brain. And that's, 
And that's when he said that, man, I'm like, man, that's the, that's the, if more, if more people heard that statement and, understood, yeah. and they really understood it, I think it would be like more beneficial. Cause like you said, especially in the black community, a lot of us think like we either gonna get it through playing sports, NBA, NFL, or we gonna get it through entertainment, whether it's music, yeah. acting or anything like that. Whereas really you could get so much farther just on intelligence. And, mm-hmm. and just you know, what I'm saying that willpower and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's exactly that's, yeah. So I'm glad I'm glad somebody that that's that played that played college sports was is here to touch on it for real. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I think it's different hearing it from somebody that actually went through it themselves and came mm-hmm. to their realization themselves and, and is working out for them compared to somebody that that's that's young in high school and they because you know. what? Man, and I hate to say it, but you know, like you in high school, freshman, sophomore, you really like most most people that play sports, they really truly believe they're gonna go to the league. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Without and, and a lot of times we come up with that mindset of ain't no plan B. This is is exactly. this and this only. If this don't work out, hey, I don't know. But that's like the that's like the worst mentality to have, honestly, man. Especially exactly. when it comes to sports. Like how many people <laughs> how many people in the NFL? Like what, five hundred or something? I don't even know. <laughs> it's like, right, it's yeah. Like, like five, I don't know either, but I know, I think the NBA is like 450 or something like that. Like, bro, the odds is like, and I'm not trying to even, I'm not trying to, because when you say stuff like this, people people take it as like, oh, man, you trying to tear me down, trying to tear my dreams down. Yeah, it, yeah, no, yeah, sure. yeah, it ain't even that. I'm just saying like, you gotta, if, you, if you're on that route, make sure you have a plan B like they always say, man. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's, and that's the thing for me, like, my mom, like, I, I, I'm not gonna lie, like, I was kind of, I was always academically, like, gifted, like, I always got great good grades, grades like, and stuff. pretty, it was just, I, like, I was just naturally good at school, like, for whatever reason, and my <laughs> mom saw that, and she just, like, so she always pushed me, you know what I'm saying, so, like, for me, and, and she, she always knew that education was a really good route, you know what I'm saying, and that, how important it was, so when her raising me like that, you know, not everybody's as fortunate uh, as me to have a mom like that. Like, right. even though we were in the best situation financially, like, not everybody has a mom like that, right? But, like, for me, like, it, it really helped me out because it. I had that mentality of, you know, football is my foot in the door, and it's definitely a way for me to have an opportunity. And so I absolutely, and I said this to any young athletes or whatever, like, absolutely give it your absolute all, but do not lack on grades don't lack on other opportunities uh make sure you look you know you you put yourself in a position where you can set yourself up for success whether it's through school or academics or business or whatever it is and so that let's say you know for me like yeah okay could i go d1 d1 i did but was i going to go to the nfl no there's over 120 division one football programs and almost all those rosters have nearly 100 people on them you do the math on how many division one football players there are and with the majority of NFL players coming from Division One to go into the NFL, you know, versus the amount of players that actually make it, you know, your chances are still even slim there, let alone going to college right. to play, play, play a sport. So for me, like, I just realized that, like, hey, I'm going to make the most of this. I'm going to have as much fun as I can. But, you know, I need to have something else in place because when it's all over, you know, I'm not going to be strapping up the pads no more for a living so <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> you know what I'm saying hey that's real bro that's real hey <laughs> how, how, uh, how old are you I'm 26 okay you're 20 you're younger than me man so that's and for, <laughs> to do 77 closings and on real estate yeah. man that's 
and I asked you that just so people could see, because you know what I'm saying? People, I think a lot of times, like I said, when you 18, 17, around that age period, you'd be like, man, you ain't trying to take no sacrifices. You're like, man, it's, it's, it's stuff seems so far, but you only 26. Like, I try to get people to understand, like, bro, especially people that's younger than 30, you still a baby. You a baby for real. Like, you only 26, <laughs> yeah, yeah. man, to be doing all that. Yeah. Like, yeah. the, the, Ain't no limit to anything else. So it's just this is another prime example for people to see, like for those, especially those young people that still like exactly. man, how I'm a, what I what I'm gonna do. Like, yo, just think long term. Like I'm pretty sure you wouldn't got to where you at if you was just moving short term, doing moves that's gonna satisfy you right now in the moment. So you gotta think yeah, long yeah, term. Sure. Yeah, man. You yeah. you you gotta think long term, man. And I think like speaking on uh business uh, a little, I think one of the most even if you like this is what i say i saw i talk about this on twitter i say even if you don't want to be a business person i think business is the one of the most important things you need to research and learn because if you understand business you will almost understand everything else that goes on around you because at the end of the day everything in this country is business oriented it always comes it always comes down to some kind of money in some way but if you don't understand business you won't even see the plays that's going on well you might see it but you won't understand it You'll be yeah, lost. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You'd be like, yeah. why is this happening? Why is that happening? But like they always say, follow the money. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I, I agree with that too. Man. Yeah. I mean, you, you also said like, I think in a previous episode, you kind of said, uh, and I don't even know exactly what it was, but you said some along the lines of even if you're not like opening your own business, like, you know, investing is for everyone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And setting yourself up outside of your job is for everyone. And so yeah. whether it's stock market, you know, real estate, whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? You definitely need to set yourself up and understand how things work. So, you know, if you get that call where, hey, you got fired, you know, coronavirus hits and you laid off, but, you know, you have savings, you have investments that can, especially like real estate that's cash flowing or something like that, like, you know, you can go damn near a year or so without making any real money or however long, you know what I'm saying? You have that kind of backup plan to where you can be patient and not have to go and you know, just settle for a job somewhere, you know, it, it'll pay off and it'll pay off. over the course yeah. of your life. Yeah. And that's straight up. And the reason I say that statement is because I talk to people all the time and they'll say stuff like, I want to do what you're doing or something similar, but man, that's not for me or that's not for everybody. And I'll be like, okay, maybe the actual running the business part, that's fair. It may not be for everybody, but as far as me investing, like the amount of time that I tend to my properties monthly is less than 10 minutes. You know what I mean? So it's like, because I got property managers and stuff like that. So exactly. it's like, exactly. that is, anybody can do that. Like, you don't have to be exactly. no genius, no rocket science. You just got to put you in a self position to actually do that. Because like you said, at the end of the day, if you have a job, uh, God forbid, anybody, any, we all know anything can happen, especially during the pandemic, people got fired. And if you don't have no, yeah. just like how we talked about with sports, if you don't have no backup plan. Like those, I just those are just your backup plans. You know what I'm saying? Like knowing, exactly. like if this go wrong, I got this property, I got these investments in the stock market, you know, stuff mm -hmm. like that. So when when I hear people say stuff like, "Yeah, it ain't for everybody," it kind of be like, it be like mind boggling to me. Like, yo, yeah, it's yeah. not <laughs> you're not doing anything <laughs> special, but parking money. That's all you're doing. And parking exactly. money is when you buy a car, it's you parking money for real, even though it's depreciating. You parking, you parking capital right there in that car, but it's just appreciated. You just need to park mm -hmm. your money in things that's gonna appreciate. That's the only difference. Exactly. Like, yeah. So that whole, that whole, that whole thing it always, it always kills me. But I want to ask you, man. So like, with you being twenty six, man, like, what's the, what's the, uh, 
Like, what's the what's the what's the what's the long term goals? Like, man, will you see yourself 30, 35? Man, it's hard to say. I'm always I, I my original goal. Well, I say this. So my original goal was, uh, and I actually have it pinned on my Twitter, and I think I might change it because I've had it pinned it for a couple of years now. That if I'm still an employee by the time I'm 30, I failed. So I said that, and I pinned it to my Twitter, kind of as like a reminder to myself. Reminder. And like, and people go on my page and they see like what type of mentality I have, I have right? Um, so I think I've already kind of surpassed that because I'm technically self-employed and, I, and I'm self-employed full-time. Um, mm-hmm. So, and, and then another goal that I had, I want to say I kind of came up with it a year ago-ish. I said I wanted to be a millionaire by 30. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to hit that beforehand. Uh, yes, sir. I'm not like, I'm not like super close, but I'm, I'm on a path to where it's like, you know, on the path. like, yeah, on my, you know, with my equities, you know, what I made, or my equity and my investments and what I've made and the things I'm doing, I think it's definitely attainable sooner than that. So, uh, I, so financial freedom from cash flow and investments is definitely like the first big goal that I want to hit. Um, and then also, I think eventually I want to get to a point to where I, I'm definitely not going to be selling houses for the rest of my life. Like I see people <laughs> that are agents for like 20 years and I'm stressed doing the things I'm doing. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know how y'all are doing this shit for, you know, 20 years. So I, I right now I'm enjoying it and I'm stacking my money and I'm just kind of planning ahead. Um, I'm, I'm probably going to get into owning brokerages. That's what I was about um, to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm in a position. You know, I can't talk too much about it because like disclosures and stuff. Right. But, uh, I'm in a I'm in a position within the company I'm at now to where I'm on that path to be able to do that. Um, so I definitely see myself doing that because it's more passive, or not more passive, but it's just not as active as I am now. Right. Uh, and then uh, obviously investing, man. I'm not gonna stop investing. Like yeah. you know, a lot of a lot of real estate agents, they barely, right, some of them don't even own their own house. Exactly. Um, me, I see it. Th- I'm just like, how how are y'all selling houses and you either don't own your house or you like aren't even planning to? Like it's, it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, <laughs> I see you know it a lot. Saying? I see yeah, it a lot. Yeah. So I'm gonna continue to invest my money. Um, I'm looking at flipping in Pittsburgh and here. Um, I'm looking at actually B has me thinking about Memphis because he he brought mm-hmm. some deals to my attention. I'm like, man. <laughs> yep. I already, I already know, bro. I already know. <laughs> I, I don't know if he, if he did the same thing to you, but I was just like, man, you know what? I'm gonna just go ahead and do this because you know it just made a lot of sense. And so, yep. like, uh, I'm not gonna stop investing. Uh, so, and I eventually want to really start to give back um, mm. through education, I, and not necessarily through money, but through education and putting people in positions to do things. Um, and I don't have a set plan for that, but that's kind of like my my vision is figure out a way or a business model or a nonprofit something to where I can really get back to the community and like kind of grow on a wide scale whether it's on the internet or you know in my hometown or wherever I'm at so mm, that's man, that's amazing man definitely you got my support with all this stuff bro if you have a need you start doing that just let me know I, I, whatever I can do I'll help you with but yeah, I appreciate it appreciate one, it one of the uh something that you that we just talked on i think this is extremely important because uh like I, when i was even having a conversation with a friend of mine he was saying like like uh we need to start talking more about like implementation and i, and I mentioned this on the previous episode because so many times like we'll talk about things and the people that might be in our bubble or on our lane 
they could get what we saying out without giving like all the minute details. They already know like, okay, I know how to do that. But the, for the mm-hmm. people who like may not be, or trying to still figure things out, when you talk about implementing your goals and get from point A to point B, do you mind like going into like how to specifically strategize to do that, whether it's like planning, like writing it down, planning for, or put doing certain things. Cause a lot of times, like I said, people will hear like, oh, I'm gonna do this and I'll do that. And I know people think like, some people, they just don't know like where to start or like, how do mm-hmm. I, how do I get from this point to this point? Like as crazy mm-hmm. as it sounds, like even when somebody's breaking down to me, I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, some people you gotta break it down for people. Like how am I gonna get from there to here strategically? Do you mind like just going into that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I mean, starting from the starting with the end of mind is the first step. So I think we mm. kind of touched on that. Um, you know, and just from my situation, I had an idea I was gonna get medically retired, and I didn't want to go get a job per se. So I was like, all right, I need to figure out, you know, what I'm gonna do, what a, what a second career is. And so that's why I was going. That's another reason why I was going so hard trying to figure out what I'm gonna do in terms of like real estate or whatever. Because I needed, whether it was wholesaling or being an agent, you know, I just had to figure out. And whenever I realized that, uh, you know, what real, how, what being a real estate agent was like for me, I was like, okay, I can see that as a potential career when I do get out. And so I, that's why I put so much energy into it because I wanted to be able to get out and just live off of being an agent, right? Because right. um, not everybody can do that. So start with the end of mind, know what you want is the first step. And then just kind of reverse engineering it from there. Like, mm. so I'll give my example. Yeah, I wanted to not be an employee and I wanted to figure out a career. So I looked at other options. I looked at, you know, what a wholesaling was going to be like, what wholesaling was going to be like. I tried that. I was like, yeah, the same for me. Then I looked at being an agent. And then, you know, when I really started getting into the details, I went all in on that. And I think that anybody, anybody should kind of, or everybody who's like trying to figure out what they want to do, they should start with the end of mind and then just start looking at other people who are successful and what they did to get there. So, um, I mean, it, it's hard to say without any specific examples, but like, you know, I'm a big example guy, but, uh, you know, so if you have that end in mind and you kind of create a vision for it, and then you look at the different possible career paths or different possible paths to get to that point based off of other people's successes, you can kind of see what is the best fit for you and your personality. Cause I think that's important yeah. knowing yourself. And then also, like, don't be afraid to try shit. Like, uh, I, I don't know if you read 50 Cent's book, but I, well, I listened to it um, a couple of like twice. And one of the things he says is just do shit. And I am a firm believer in it because, like, if you strategically just do shit, not just, like, randomly go out and just do crazy things. Right, right, right. Like, if you, if, if you do things, that just go do shit that's in a, you know, in a general direction of what you want to accomplish and achieve, and it doesn't work out, you can cross that off and you know go back to trying to figure out or try different things right so um and then once you find that thing though i will say this once you find something that's starting to work out for you like go all in on it and mm. deep dive into that and integrate later once you have mm. it mastered and so that's Dang. something that's huge because you need to focus on one thing at the beginning that so that you can set yourself up financially and it can be damn near on autopilot for you to then put your attention elsewhere. Because if you try to integrate or do something else differently and spread yourself too thin, you're not gonna go get. Uh, you're not gonna get anywhere. Mm. Hey, that's a bar. I hope he, I hope you <laughs> listen to that because a lot of times people like they get they get something and start working for them. Then they say, "Oh man, I'm about to do this too." 
But it's like, mm -hmm. yo, you haven't even mastered this part. You winning it, you winning at it, but keep going so you can master it. You can super win at it. Like I need, like I, I like something that somebody I had on here, Adrian, that he said, you know, he said this on the, uh, the uh, unconventional website group with uh, Brandon, Madhu, Josh, and Adrian. And I was on there as a guest and he was saying, you shouldn't move to something else until you're just making a hundred thousand a month from that, what you're doing. And when he said that, I'm like, man, it hit me different. I don't know about other people, but it hit me different because yeah. that's a like, but even if people like I'll say this, like even if some people they might hear that and they might say, man, hundred thousand, no, that's too far fetched. Like, okay, let's just say not a hundred thousand. Let's just say not transitioning to something until you're successful. Whatever success means yeah. for you, you know, there's ten yeah. to twenty thousand until you mm -hmm. get that. Don't transition from what you're doing, especially if you're winning at it. Now, if you're losing at it and ain't working, like how you said, whole solution yeah. for you. If you got to understand it on that, it's fine to move on. But if you're doing something, you start winning a little bit, don't move on to nothing else. Just keep working on that, on in on that. And then when you become successful at it, you get to wherever you want to get to, then transition to other things because what you got is already on autopilot. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be mm -hmm. generating money already. So I think, man, yeah. I'm glad you said that, bro, because that's super because I know people, they will go from Jump, they here a month later, they here, they here, and yeah, they're trying to yeah. do all of it at once. It's like, yo, yeah, it's not yeah. gonna work <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I agree. And and you know what? And, and now, you, you know, I'm thinking about it now while you're talking. Like, something that B did say himself was like, yo, he didn't get out of wholesale or he didn't get quit his job until what he had like, like five hundred thousand dollars, yeah, something like that. Like, I remember you told me, yo, thing. like. <laughs> exactly you know what I'm saying? yeah well i mean I, I was from the podcast right but yeah no i'm saying like so that's just another example like and that's somebody that shit none of us are at on his level right now so it's like if he's doing it like and that just goes to anybody listening like i'm bringing it up because like and i need to remind it myself of that mm -hmm. too like yeah he's doing it and he's where he's at like what makes you think that you can go take on 20 different things and be successful at it man you know that's right yeah that's real <laughs> no, when he told me that my reaction was the same thing i'm like that's that just goes to show you and another thing with that is like i remember uh my guy chase he said like and i think this was brilliant especially for people that's at a level where they're trying to work their way up he was saying it's yeah. better to look at people like at a level that we're similarly at compared to looking at a jeff bezos or elon musk but they're so exactly they're like out of this world right now where it's like there's so many different steps ahead of you but just look at somebody that's like close to where you're at where you could get yeah. to in the near future is more beneficial than at this moment you know what i'm saying so i think that's mm -hmm. another thing because sometimes people will just look at the bill gates the jeff bezos and just mm -hmm. they, they don't even they don't even have ten thousand dollars and they're like i'm going to get that point without looking at somebody that has two hundred thousand dollars or a hundred thousand yeah. dollars or even fifty thousand yeah, yeah, yeah. dollars and say okay yeah. i see this person right here let me see what he's doing let me implement some of his strategies and do that and then exactly. you just keep going so yeah, I think that's another thing where it could help people immediately if they under if they understood that concept and embraced it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, yeah. I definitely agree, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. We talk, you know, we touching on a lot of uh, a lot of real stuff, man. And uh, I'm trying to think of anything else that I want to go over that I get a chance to. But is was there anything specific that you want to go over that we didn't get a chance to? Nah, man. I I don't I don't think I have anything in mind. Um, you know, I I mean. You know, for me, like I said, like, I think anybody who's listening to this is really trying to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Well, first off, they, they, they're kind of in the right spot, right? Because they already have a certain mentality to even want to improve themselves just by listening to this. Right. Um, so anybody who's out there trying to figure out what the hell they're going to do, you know, if they haven't figured it out yet, like, hey, man, like, 
like I said, don't be afraid to take chances, but also don't be afraid to like give up on it and realize when shit ain't gonna work. <laughs> that's the key. That's you know the key, key right there. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it's one thing if you put in, if you're like investing in marketing in your business and it's like, you know, you're starting to see minimal, you know, summer turns, but you know, you're not making a profit or whatever, but you're taking the right steps. Hey, I'm not saying give up on something like that, but like mm-hmm. if you're, you know, month after month trying to do the same thing or do different things and nothing's working, then you know what I'm saying? Or, or mm-hmm. even if you're trying to do the same thing and it's just not working out for you, don't be afraid to pivot. You know, just like you said with the NFL and, you know, people who are trying to still make it to the league, it's like, yo, man, like, don't be afraid to pivot and change your mentality or, or you know, take a step back, assess where you're at, look at other people, what they're doing, and reverse engineer where you want to go or where you want to be and how you're going to get there and find examples of others who have gotten to that same step. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like, being a real estate agent isn't for everybody. Being a wholesaler ain't for everybody. Right. Being a house flipper ain't for everybody. But, you know, there's definitely uh, examples for anything that you want to be successful at out there, so. Man, that's, hey, you said, <laughs> you, you, I can't say it better than that, bro. That's real. This, just for the people that's listening, you got to be willing to, to, to analyze your situation and be brutally honest with yourself and say, like, oh, yeah. okay, this ain't where I want to be or this direction that I see myself going and ain't where I'm trying to go. Let me make mm-hmm. some pivots for the better and you can do it like i tell people all the time like man it sound cliche it might sound corny but you can really do it man like it ain't nothing it ain't nothing really gonna be out here stopping you besides yourself you just gotta apply you gotta apply yourself oh yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) you gotta it it ain't gonna it ain't gonna work if if you if you're not if you're not consistently applying yourself man and uh yeah Yeah, man before Before we wrap up, man, like that's that was all I have for you. I just want to say I really appreciate you coming on, man. I'm glad Brandon connected us. This was a extremely dope episode. I know it's gonna be beneficial to a lot of people, man. Uh, like man. like you like I like you uh, like I said earlier. Whatever you need help with, anything like that, you got my you got my number and all that, bro. Just let me know, man. Yeah, I'll sure. do whatever I can do to help you out, bro. And, nah, I appreciate that, man, for sure. Definitely, man. And uh, but before I let you go, do you mind like plugging in all your stuff where people can find you, follow you, reach out, any everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, my, I mean, my Instagram and my Twitter is both uh, Javon, Javon Simon at Gmail. Or, oh, shit. That's my email. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's just at Javon Simon, my bad. Uh, it's at Javon Simon on Twitter, Instagram, uh, my Facebook page, all that stuff. Um, everything's public. So, I mean, give me a follow. Feel free to reach out. Um, I'm always happy to connect and collaborate. Um, you know what I'm saying? So, I, I do appreciate you having me on the podcast. Shout out to B for making the connection. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw like how we connected. It was funny as shit, man. Like I tweeted him and then he ended up coming over to my flip after we texted for a little bit. And uh, it was just like, it was crazy how it all happened so quick. And he was just like, yo, you want to be on the Millionaire Monsters podcast? Like, sure. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, sure. Yo, he made the call and I was like, oh shit. Like, and I told him, I said, yo, you a real one for that, man. Like for real. So shout yeah. out to him for setting us up and connecting us. And I appreciate you having me, man. Definitely, and, uh, man. Yeah. Definitely. Like I told you from the beginning, it's like certain people where like, you know, how I go, I'm pretty sure you got in yeah. your life, yeah. certain people that you trust yeah. their word. And when they say somebody, a good person, they doing this and that, and they'll be, they'll be beneficial to what you're doing. 
He was like, oh, it's a no-brainer. I trust that word. And he one of those people. And knowing B, exactly. B a really, he a really good dude. He a real dude, for real. So it's yeah. like, you know, it is. So, like, he saw a Man, people don't even know half the stuff he be doing for people. It's like crazy. And he don't, he don't really publicize or nothing. So I'm like, he, And he, he don't, don't ask for nothing in return. And he don't ask for nothing in return. That's the craziest part. Like, you know what I'm saying? He don't, ask, yeah. he don't be having no ulterior motives. He don't ask for nothing in return or nothing that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If it's somebody in his position to, to be doing stuff like that, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. It's, I got the most respect for him. I tell him all the time. Yeah, <laughs> nah, I do too, man. And it was just like one meeting in person. I just realized that too. It's like, because I try to think of myself as the same way. I don't ask for nothing in return. Like, mm-hmm. if I help you, if I help you, I'll give you advice and you're going to make a million, bro. I'm not going to ask you for no money. No. Exactly. I'm just happy that you succeed. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, hey, man, like, you know, good for you. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm just happy to see other people succeed. Real and sweet. that's how I am. And I, and I realized that real quick with him too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so that's why, like, I just had that instant trust. Yeah, he's all to do, man. And yeah, and that's uh, appreciate y'all for listening. That's all we have for you guys. This episode, you guys can follow me on Instagram, Twitter at Xavier C. Miller. You can also follow Deanna at Deanna Kent. And you can follow the Married Mindsets podcast on Instagram and Twitter as well. And that's all we have for you guys. Appreciate y'all tuning to another episode of the Married Mindsets podcast. Talk to you guys next episode. Peace. Me up Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game, every y'all gonna talk about it. No, Deanna, speak that shit that everybody vouching. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. To your bank account, need an accountant. I study millionaires because I was born a visionary. Still believe in limitations, why you acting scary? You can't distract me from the paper, I've been chasing greatness. I'm stacking now and balling later in the conversation. We strategizing, monetizing, piling up investments, and sacrificing temporary sh- for bigger blessings. Yeah, a tapped in boss mind state. I multiply my grind rate and I match the way I vibrate. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit trying to learn some game xavier y'all gonna talk about it no diana speak that sh- that everybody vouching ain't no more excuses valid get up off the couch and get up in your bag to your bank account need an accountant